0: Um, completely unacceptable. I I don't even know where to start other than that. I mean, you just lost to the worst team in the Big 12 when the worst team in the Big 12 really didn't even play all that well. And now maybe after today, maybe the Oklahoma Sooners are the worst team in the Big 12. They're five and five. Uh, They played a miserable brand of football today. Offensively, probably their worst performance of the year. Coaching decisions late were really bad. Um, it's just—it's a day where you rush for over 200 yards. It's a day where you uh, were a winner in the turnover column. You had two turnovers from a defense that's really struggled. You ran the ball well, and still you can't beat a team to the caliber of West Virginia. I'm sitting here today, and I've seen a lot of things this year that have surprised me about this team, but this feels like uh, this feels like rock bottom, man. And I've just been waiting for this team to show me something that shows some signs of growth that they're ready to take the next step, a step. And once again today, I, I saw a football team that was below average once again, man. And it's just completely disappointing, the level that they play today. I don't know I don't know any other way to say it, but it's completely unacceptable, man. Yeah. It's just so bad. Yeah. So bad.
1: We talked about it. It's it's rock bottom for sure. I mean, that loss, um, you had your opportunities in the first half to really separate. And they just – it's like they refused to. Um, I mean, obviously you had the, the, the big-time game-type changing plays. Mims drops a wide-open touchdown. Dylan Gabriel misses a wide-open Mims running across the middle. Braden Willis is not flat enough on a route that was well drawn up, and that takes a touchdown off the board. Those are three wide-open walk-in touchdowns yeah. that Oklahoma does not get because just, just didn't go make a play. Like, you don't win games with just the logo on your helmet. You don't win games with the color of your jersey. You don't win games, you know, once you sign that letter of intent to come to Oklahoma. And I don't know, man. It's It, 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 it felt like we got good pressure uh, for a lot of the game. But, man, late, we just couldn't we, could, we couldn't stop the run. I mean, we've talked about it all year. Just can't stop the run. You waste a gem of a day from Eric Gray. Who, you know, carried the entire team? Forget the offense. Carried the entire team all day. And you and I looked at each other at the end of the first half and said, "Man, that's a that's a really good half of football from this defense." And we got nothing to show for it. I,
0: it's just all of it, man. I, I have, uh, Normally, I'm not at a loss for words after an OU game. Normally, I feel like um, I, I, I'm pretty. Uh, I, I pretty know. My, I know the words that I want to use to describe this team, but. I I, I just beside myself, man, again, that is a bad football team that you just lost to who didn't even play particularly well. Um, And you know what? Like, yeah, the defense played well in the first half. They did. They only allowed six points. But it was third and six late in the game and you're trying to get off the field and force a field goal and hope for a miss and maybe give your offense back the ball with a few seconds to do something miraculous, and they do a simple quarterback power play, and by a, the smallest guy on the field, you get punked and pushed around and pushed back for a first down. That, I, I, I felt it, and I'm sure everyone else felt it. Once that game got tight late, whether we said it out loud or not, we all knew it was going to happen. I, I, we've seen this team too much. They cannot overcome adversity. They cannot make a big play to win a game, or at least they haven't very many times this year at all. Um, they're not good in close games. This is just a – it's not a good team, man. It, it It's not a good team. It's not a resilient team. I don't know how many redeeming qualities this football team has at this point.
1: We uh, we run the ball well. Yeah. Right? And that's about it. The problem, And that is, makes today
0: even more disappointing. I know.
1: And, and, and that's the thing. I mean – you have Eric Gray's best college game in his career and over 200 yards and just running dudes over, dragging dudes, stiff arming, spinning. I mean, he looked incredible out there. And nobody else just wanted to step up and make a play, you know. Um, obviously, you got, you know, a, a two-point conversion, kind of a four-point flip there, uh, or a three-point flip there, I'm sorry, that uh, went well. Uh, but other than that, like, you didn't really see a spark You know, and the second half, it just looked like the defense was second-guessing everything. The defensive ends continue to just get lost, uh, you know, on the inside, or they're pursuing eight yards up the field, and the quarterback just leaks out, no problem. So, um, you know, you're seeing a lot of the things that we've seen all year. So, yeah, down the stretch. You just knew. You knew what you was going to happen.
0: I, I, I knew. Once they missed the field goal, which I completely – you can call it hindsight if you want. That's fine. I completely disagreed with the option to kick a field goal at that point. That's a, what, a 45-yarder? Let me see what I – it's a 46-yarder, and you got a fourth and two. You you've rushed for over 230 yards on the day. Eric Gray had like 8 yards a pop. He was the best player on the field today and it wasn't even close. And you kick a 46-yarder and guess what you miss? And we knew it was going to happen after that. Of course West Virginia was going to go down on the field, go down the field and score. I mean, like think how bad it had to be outside of these particular things for you to lose to which I said and we said the worst team in the Big 12 going into this game. You had 230 plus rushing yards today. You won the turnover battle two to nothing. They won the turnover battle two to nothing. Um, they had more total yards on the day. You had more total yards. You won the turnover margin. You ran the ball as well as you have in a while, and you still lost the game. When we had you three. lost the game in regulation. How is that possible? We've done
1: that now twice, right? So against Baylor, we had more first downs. We were 10 of 15 on third down. Uh, scored 35 points, had 500 yards, and you lose the game, right? But then we say, "Well, it's, it was the turnovers." Well, okay. Well, this time you win the turnover battle, and yet it's just you just can't. The what angers me most, Tyler, about it is the lack of discipline, man. You can't. You cannot continue to shoot yourself in the oh foot. Oh God! You can't have the penalties. You can't come across on fourth and sixteen. Uh, you know, you can't come across on those offsides calls. You can't false start. You can't
0: do that kind of thing and expect to get away. You just continue to shoot yourself in the foot. It looks like a program that's never played in a close game before and doesn't know how to respond to adver- – it, it's just wild how much things have flipped in such a short amount of time. This is a football program that is five and 5-5 five and just lost to a 3-6 and six West Virginia team. And I'll say it, uh, the offense today got awful. It, 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 if you want to – put the blame on one particular side of the football, it's the offense. And the defense didn't play well down the stretch necessarily, but they held West Virginia to 20 points. We all would have taken that before. Iowa State, that Iowa State offense we all made fun of three weeks ago today, two weeks ago, whatever it was, that Iowa State offense scored 31 points on West Virginia. 31 points. Your offense, what was the final score? 23-20? Was that what it is? 18. 18 points today because two of them came 18 points on the worst defense in the conference? Are you kidding yeah. me? Boy, and just some simple plays that you missed on for easy touchdowns. It's just God. Where here, where is this program headed, man? Here's the dif- here's
1: the difference, right, between a team like us and a team like TCU, right? Like that TCU game, they had dudes running wide open and they hit them. We got dudes running wide open. And either we don't hit them, or they drop it, or there's a procedural penalty, or or something like that. It's just we cannot get out of our own way and. You know, it, West Virginia is going to take advantage of that. They put in the backup that can run. He can't throw the ball all that well. He hit, they, they made some good plays down the field, but they really can't throw the, the throw the ball that well. You knew what they were going to do. They were going to line up and run. Even at the end of the game when they were trying to settle for a field goal and run the clock down, you knew that we, they were going to continue to run up the middle, play it safe, and you had bodies out there, and they just couldn't make a play. That last pickup that you talked about, that was uh, out uh, third and six. That third and six? Yeah. You had three guys around the ball. Ethan Downs, Woody Washington, I forget who else was over there. But you had three guys right there. And it's like everybody just
0: assumes that somebody else is going to make a play. Embarrassing and unacceptable. That's what today is. Embarrassing and unacceptable. And look, is this a great roster? No, this isn't a great roster. But it's a hell of a lot better than the roster that you just played today. And I will say it three times now. I will continue to say it throughout this postgame show to hammer it home. It's not even like West Virginia played all that well today. It's not like they played over their heads and it was just a home game where everything came together for them. That is not what happened today. West Virginia played really kind of average. Now, they got a spark from their backup quarterback who came in and played well, but they made a couple of nice catches in traffic. But I didn't come away today saying, wow, I was wrong about West Virginia. West Virginia. They're the bad team that I thought they were. Yeah, They're exactly what they thought. And you you found a way. OU led the majority of that game, and they found a way to lose yeah. in the fourth quarter, man. So many opportunities to take that game and blow it open, and they were never able to because the offense was just – the offense was god-awful Snatched, today,
1: man. Snatched defeat from the jaws of, of victory. And, I mean, you look at the defense, the defensive numbers, we had 12 tackles for loss. We had two sacks. We had – you know, two turnovers. I mean, Danny Stutzman looked like a different person out there in the first half. I mean, he was flying around. He had the pick. He finishes with 14 total tackles, which was the most on the team by by a good margin. Um, was in the backfield a bunch. And you thought, Tyler, you thought, oh, finally, man, this defense—they've—they've they've heard, they've heard all the noise, and they're finally—they're playing with their hair on fire a little bit. And then the offense just can't execute the calls. And the problem with those calls, Tyler, is. You build up to those calls, right? Yeah. Like you you don't just you don't just typically can dial up you know dial up the hey run wide open down the middle of the field call that is set up by a bunch of runs up the middle a bunch of you know screens all that and then you fake something there that's why it's wide open because you you give tendencies well then when you don't hit on that you just wasted all of those setup plays when that was supposed to be your payoff. And when you don't connect on that payoff, it's, again, it's it, you're,
0: you're spinning your tires. I'm sorry, but I thought Brent Venables had a really bad day today. I don't understand the decision to kick the 54-yarder into the wind yeah. on the first possession. Early, that, that didn't make any sense. And then I, I, I really don't understand the decision on the 46-yarder on the fourth and two. Like, opponents have gone for that against you now for two consecutive weeks and seemingly they get those 4th and 2s. Like, the margin of error is too slim. Why not go for it? They always do. Give it to your best player on 4th and 2. Eric Gray was your best player today, by far. I I don't know if you had another good player today offensively, outside Eric Gray. At least go down being aggressive and going for it on the 4th and 2. Those two decisions were... I'm sorry, they they were really, really poor. You can call it hindsight, you can call it whatever you want, but those two decisions led to two missed field goals, and it was... It was the difference in the football game, in my opinion. So, all right, I I know you guys got opinions. Let's hear them, 405-329-9000. Uh, we'll get to your phone calls coming up next. We are live at Buffalo Wild Wings off... Uh, where, where are we at exactly? We're off I-40. I-40. I- I-40 in Rockwell. Rockwell. I don't know. I've been saying it for 24 hours straight, and somehow I forget Rockwell. I-40. I'm so flustered right now, I can't even uh, think of directions at this point. <laughs> I-40 in Rockwell is uh, where we're at. 329-9000, your phone calls. It is the Home Creation Sooner Game Day Wrap-Up Show. More to come next. Home Creation Sooner Game Day Wrap-Up Show, live on the ref. Embarrassing performance today. Again, by OU, but I would argue that this is the most embarrassing one of all. Um, you lost bad to TCU. TCU's a top four football team right now. You you lost at home to Kansas State. That was really embarrassing. Um, the point is, is that you lost to a really bad team today, um, and you lost today because you made the necessary mistakes down the stretch for that to be the case. And I'll go back to the fourth and sixteen. You got them fourth and 16 in a game where you're up 20 to 13, right? You got them on the ropes right there, right? An average team makes an opponent pay for having a fourth and 16 uh, down seven points. But then there's an offsides call, right? An offsides call should have been a penalty on that. We'll get to that later on in the postgame show because I don't think it's necessarily extremely relevant right now. Um, the fact of the matter is, you had a fourth and 16, they convert and they go down and score. Like, how. How do you do that? And why why are you jumping off sides? It's fourth and 16. I know.
1: They're not running a a QB sneak up the middle where you got to – I mean, you're an inside player. You're on the inside part of the defensive line. Why are you jumping off sides there?
0: Like, bad football teams do that. Just undisciplined. Yeah, it is. All right, let's go to the full lines. Gunny, you're on the postgame show. Good to hear from you, man. What's up?
2: Hey, guys. How y'all doing? It is a tough uh, today, not right? good, Gunny.
0: Not great. Not, great. Not, not great. Little embarrassed.
2: Uh, man, how many different ways? How many different times can we shoot ourselves in the foot? And we actually played some. Let deep, me go back good and good count it, Gunny, because
0: I think I have the perfect amount logged today. We've done it. We've done it with different
1: calibers. Uh, we've done it with different types of firearms. We've we have, uh, we have put on quite the display this year of shooting ourselves in the foot. I'd be amazed if we have any toes left.
0: Now, it, like the margin of error is so slight Like, Gunny, this is not a great team. We know that. Even against a bad right? team, this team isn't just good enough to make consistent mistakes, and they did. Like, I like our Mason Thomas in the upside. But, dude, don't grab a face mask. When you got a chance to sack the quarterback, it's just you can't have anything nice. nice. You, 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 yeah. you, you sack somebody and it's a face mask. It's just... God. I've been after a loss this year, and I've been really frustrated at times this it's,
1: year. I mean, we, talk, we talked about it in the pregame, Tyler. It was last week. It was, you know, you make a big stop, you know, down, down in the red zone, and it's, oh, personal foul penalty. You rip somebody's helmet off. You cost yourself three points because... You know, Andrew M. gets two penalties on the same play. Cost yourself points. Today, you're right, R. Mason Thomas goes up. His hands are in the air because as a ton of defensive linemen, they try and bat something down when they're gotten a throw. He comes down, grabs a face mask, rips him down by the face mask. And you just the, – the amount of times – you were writing it down during the game. I mean, the amount of times this team just does dumb stuff. Dumb stuff. It's – it's –
0: Fourth and one, and you get get a a false start call. It's back to fourth and six. It's just every little thing that can go wrong, Gunny, seemingly goes wrong for this.
2: I think we've found every way, we've exhausted every route of shooting ourselves in the foot by, like you said, dumb penalties, dumb plays, just, it's amazing. It's infuriating.
0: It's a great Mm. word for it. It really is, man. And well, maybe. It, and hopefully we've got it all out of our system well, now. What, what's the answer now? I have no idea what the answer is, guys, because this team is not very good and they are undisciplined. That's probably the most deadly combo that you can have for a football team when they're not very good and they're not very disciplined. And that's that's what they've been through 10 games, so why would I think that they're going to be anything else in the next two? I'll tell you this, guys. The way that they played today, and I know that OSU, like Spencer Sanders may be out, but that's... Not good enough to beat either of the two teams left that you have to play. No. that product today, no. you'll go five and seven and not make a bowl game.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, Yeah, this is it's it's rock bottom. There's no doubt about it. But it, it it's really the missed opportunities for me that, that just frustrate me because, It was a
0: team today that was just ready to lay down. Yeah, oh, talking about West Virginia. You got up on them, and you just thought, "Man, if you just can go down and score and push this to a two-score game, they're done. Their crowd will be out of yeah. it. Wasn't a great crowd, and you just weren't even today against were a bad good amount of OU
1: people there. When, when when Stoops caught his first ball, I mean, you could hear it on the TV broadcast, and you know, I, I just I feel bad for everybody that made the trip because that's going to be a long trip back, and that's that's not a fun trip back coming back after a loss. There's no doubt about that, but just the the three biggest plays of the game for me were, again, the, the Willis touchdown that got negated, Mims getting missed, and then Mims dropping it. All three touchdowns. Three scores right there. Touchdowns on the board. I'm not talking field goals.
0: We're going to – touchdowns in a game. We're scoring. Points are coming at a premium. And those man. are touchdowns. Week 10 and you're making those mistakes. Touchdowns. It's and disgusting. I mean, it's it's just – I don't know. It's awful, guys. You can guys. never
2: leave that many points on the field.
0: I mean, that it, even it's a bad team, team especially this you. one, it's true. <sighs> yeah, no doubt. Hey, right. appreciate the phone call, man.
3: All right, y'all have a good day.
0: 405-329. See you, man. Appreciate you, Gunny. Four zero five three two nine nine thousand. If you want to sneak in here, I, I've got a um, I've got a list full of notes of just aggravating things from today, man. It's it's so aggravating that Eric Gray played so well and you still found a way to lose. Over 200 rushing yards. Dude had 122 rushing yards in the first half. 9.4 yards a pop in the first half, and you scored 10 offensive points. The score was 12-6 to at halftime, and you had a running back that had Damn near 125 yards on just 13 carries. How does it happen? How do you lose today when you run the ball that well? Well, here's the answer, man. Just uh, an undisciplined team is the reason why they lost today. Yep. And you can point to so many different penalties that just altered the course of the game.
1: And and it's that comes down to coaching. You know, we talked about you know the Venable's mentality, all this mental toughness, and that's not good enough. You know, all that all all that sounds great. In the, uh, in the sound bites, it sounds good uh, on social media, you know, it sounds good in the opens, everything like that. But you can't go out You can't go out there and just – There's no substance just, to it at yeah, this point. I mean, and also, I'm not sure the team's deep enough to be like, okay, cool, you cost the team by doing that, you ride the bench. I mean – You great, ride the bench
0: the rest of the game and we'll see what happens. A great catch line is, is great to put on social media and print on a T-shirt, but this team represents none of those sayings. None of those – I mean, none. they're a 5-5 five and five team, and the overall effort today when it got tough was terrible, man. I, it's just its awful. And th- this team and this program, they're going to have to really look themselves in the mirror moving forward about what they've got to do better because they basically have to do everything better at this point. Yeah. Um, that's the worst loss that you've had in a long time. Yeah. That's, that's, it's just bad.
1: I'll tell you what, it's uh – Time to get some new blood in here. There's no doubt about that. You
0: need something. You need need something.
1: I mean, you look at even the safety depth today. Broyles goes out. Key Lawrence was in street clothes. So, you don't have two of your top four safeties, call it. And Damon Harmon, you know, I'm glad he's healthy. I'm glad he's back. But, man, he was lost a couple times out there. The fact that we can't figure out zone coverage is incredible to me. They had one. Guy just sits down in the middle of three players wide open and – And our defenders just stand there,
0: covering nobody. And it was a third and long, just someone right there. There were three defenders just right in the middle of coverage. Boom, first down, moves the sticks.
1: How is that, man? Over the last uh, about four games, I believe, we have given up. We're 10 of 13 on fourth down to opponents. 10 of 13 on fourth down is astounding. I, I I wouldn't even think that's possible. Yeah. I would have to go back and look at the average yards because it's not a bunch of fourth and ones, Tyler. This isn't just quarterback sneaks because we don't have the size up front. This is absolutely just folding I, I, on the biggest down of, uh, of importance.
0: I hope the offense is embarrassed because I'm embarrassed. right? I sure I sure hope that the offense is, em- is embarrassed today because that was the worst defense in the league. I mean, go, go look at the numbers. I, I ran it down several times this week. Every team in the Big 12 that they've played, that was either the, the most points that they had against an FBS opponent or the second most points they've had against an FBS opponent. West Virginia had given up an average of like 40 points throughout their last five games. And how many points offensively did you have today? 18?
1: Yeah. yeah. It, was, was
0: that the number? Yeah. 18.
1: Well, and and, and the thing is, like, you can you can and, s- say, look, it's it's a monsoon, it's, it's, it's uh, you know, windy, all that. Okay. Well, then run the ball. What, did the rain cause you no. to grab a guy's face mask? Did the rain cause you
0: to jump off sides? Did the rain cause you to not run a route correctly? Stop throwing first down deep balls if you cannot complete the deep ball. And they are not completing the deep ball. They did one today with Marvin Mims. They, they completed one. Quit putting yourself behind the sticks. Quit throwing it vertical so many times if you can't complete it. They can't complete it. They can't throw it. And even when they do put it there, they can't catch it like today.
1: That And that's, and that's the problem is, you know, we know that, DG is not Baker or Kyler or Jalen or Caleb. And the problem is when he puts one on the money, on the hands for a sure touchdown, or well, you got to catch it. Yeah. If, you do. If, if you're the, if, 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 <sighs> I mean, we went into the season, Marvin Mims, he's our best player. I mean, I think if, if we were to fill out ballots in the preseason, I think everybody, I mean, it would have been 98% of the fan base would have said that Marvin Mims is the best player on your team. And Tyler on the road, he just ain't it. No, he's not. You got to throw to Farouk on the road, I guess.
0: 405-329-9000. I promise you, we'll hit this break, and we'll get to as many phone calls as we can on the other side. We'll go straight to the phone calls, get as many as we can in next segment. We are at Buffalo Wild Wings off I-40 in Rockwell. It is the home creation Sooner Game Day wrap-up show. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson, more to come next. Home Creation Sooner Game Day Wrap Up Show live for the Buffalo Wild Wings off I-40 and Rockwell. Oh boy, Sooners lose it today. They're five and five on the season. Let's go back to the phone lines. What'd you say, Connor? Sunny Sooner? Is that what Sunny Hale? Sunny Hale Sooner. You're on the post game show. What's going on? Yeah, well, you're on the post game show. What's up?
4: Oh boy, thanks for taking my call, guys. Um, you yep. know, I think today showed us that. <laughs> You know, when a team hits this stride and and we talk about, hey, this team is a complete team. Today I saw a team that is completely bad. I saw them make mistakes on offense. I mean, the drop, you know, not feeding Gray in the fourth. The the, the second to the last drive in the fourth quarter, we go three and out. We don't hand the ball to Gray. No touches for Gray. I mean, offense, you know, outside of the run game, terrible. Uh, Defense, two weeks in a row. Uh, we're, we're 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 hanging in there. It's late in the game. Defense has to make a stop, and they just can't do it. There's nobody on defense that can make a step up and make a play. Special teams, we missed the field goals, uh, Poor uh, coverage on return. Two of them. We were bad everywhere. We're just a completely bad average team, and I don't I don't understand. You know how they're getting worse as it goes along. And to me, that's coaching. I, I don't think I was underwhelmed with the Ted Roof hire from the beginning. I never got that. People were like, "Well, you know, uh, Venables really going to run the run the defense, and this guy's just you know going to going to be the face as a coordinator." Well, he doesn't need to be taking up space as the face. He needs to be coaching and making the defense better. and He's not doing that. I mean, Ted Roof having his job at all you, and they ran Kale Gundy off. I mean, th- th- that makes no sense. Two coaches right there, one having a negative impact, one that could have had a positive impact. I think the only coaches earning their paychecks right now are DeMarco Murray. His running back room seems to be uh, kind of consistent, um, you, you know, and and, and, and you can could, you could maybe say that Beaton Ball's got things figured out on, on the offensive line. But other than that, this coaching staff, these new guys aren't good. And I know it takes time to turn a program around and you can't do it overnight, but they're getting worse. Shouldn't be this bad. As the season
0: goes along. Yeah. yeah, shouldn't be this bad. Um, they should be getting better as a young team, new system. They should be making strides. And the past two weeks they've taken massive steps back. And they took a step back against Baylor. They took a gigantic step back today. And, and I kept calling West Virginia the worst team in the league this week. Maybe OU's the worst, like right now, like maybe not by resume yeah. they are, maybe it's still Iowa State, I don't know, who cares. But right now, o, OU may be the worst team in the conference, and that's not okay, man, I mean, it's we're not a, acceptable. Yeah, we're in the conversation, do we do well? there's
4: no doubt about that. We, we You know, we run the, we ball, run the well, ball well. We run the ball well and then we, with that, Eric Gray, and then we went away from it. Yeah, I know. I mean, if you're going to play Eric Gray only having 25
1: up, carries today is,
4: you know, Eric no, Gray only having 25 to carries today anybody. is criminal. Yep. It's criminal. There's, if, if you're Agreed. an opponent yeah. and you're coming into a game against the Sooners and you look at this team, there's nothing to be afraid of. Yeah, contain the run, and there's no other way we're going to beat you. And there's just nobody on the defensive side of the ball to step up and make a play. I, I, I mean, you know, we've got Agreed. a couple of athletes there, but there's nobody to turn to. There's no leader that can make a play when we need it. And, uh, hey, look, the team's just bad, and uh, Brent Venable's going to have to make some tough decisions quickly uh, with his staff With his recruitment And how he makes, uh, works the portal uh, To pull himself out of this hole Thanks guys We'll see you next Saturday
0: Yeah, thanks for the phone call I hey, appreciate the call, man 405-329-9000 If you want to sneak in Let's go back to the phone lines Rose Rose, you're on the postgame hey, what's going show
3: What's on, up? Man? What up?
0: Hey, man uh, You know, been better
3: Hey, I like what I hear on Monday I like the the standard talk I like all that but man, we talk about how bad we are, but the level of physicality is just gross. We don't want it. Yeah. We're one-on-one play, ready to make a tackle. We don't want it. Got to get two or three extra. I mean, we've seen it since week one. Even with UCEP we've seen it with the lower school. We're not progressing on anything. We, we don't have no young guys playing like these old guys been here for five years. Like... What what we'll be looking forward to, BB. You know, I like the Twitter,
0: I like the Facebook, I like all that.
3: But Saturday's looking ugly.
0: It is. No, I, I I like to stand up and flex when I make one play a game over to the sideline. You know, but it's it's true. Like that game got late. It, it, It. I know it, it is, but that game got late today and nobody, like you said, nobody wanted it. Eric Gray wanted it. I think he wanted the Rock. They should have given it in the ball more. I make fun of Sark all the time for not giving it to Sean, but that's what OU did today late mm-hmm. in the game today. But no no one really wanted to step up, make the big play and say, alright, enough is enough, man. Enough is enough. Let's quit clowning with these guys. Like, let let me go make a play and change this game. Nobody wanted it today. It's, it's sad, man. Today was really sad. Yeah, no.
3: And then like, I mean, a picture of what I think of OU football is, like, every weekend we see it. You know, when someone scores a touchdown on the edge, there's one of our guys is getting blocked into the paint. And that's not even talent or anything. Yep. That's just want. That's just wonk. And, like, that's what I thought BB was going to be, some physicality, some want. Like, that's just playing simple football, playing hard.
0: We don't got that. Nope. I don't know what they have right now outside of a run game and a running back that's your best player on the team, um, and that's the scary thing. Is you do have that, you do have a run game with Eric Gray. As as critical of this team as we are right now, you got to give them that. But at the same time, that's scary oh, yeah, yeah. because the one thing you do have was as good as it's been all year long, and you still lost. Yeah. You still lost to West Virginia. The one thing you had was really good today, and you still found a way to lose.
3: I know, and then I, I don't know, man. Yeah. Aggressive. Super aggressive, and then at times like we're kicking this field goal, super timid. Like, what are we? Are we an aggressive team, or are we a timid team, or does it depend what time it is? Like, we don't have an identity.
0: No, three down front on third and long. Guess what happens, guys? We all know what's going to happen. They give up a third and long because there's no pressure on a three-man front. It's um, it's aggravating. Hey, appreciate the phone call. Good to hear from you. Yeah. So. Yeah. Hey, uh, Connor, who's next? Let's get one more in. We got Sean. Oh, I love this, Sean. What's going on, man? You're on the postgame show.
5: Hey, guys. Uh, well, Travis already talked about our inability to play zone, so I won't go there. But uh, <laughs> I, it's unbelievable. Somebody, I'll tell you who needs to be held accountable: the administration that allowed OU to become Tech, and then wanted to pay more to keep going down that road. When, when are we going to hold Get the point? boss accountable? This program, we have lost five games. We, we lost five games, the pre, or we lost, uh, what, five games, The pre, or what was it, two, three, ten games the previous five years. This is an absolute disaster. And I'll tell you what, uh, Tony Robbins can sit up there and have all the sayings he wants and talk about how it doesn't matter on the scoreboard. It does matter. It does matter on the scoreboard. Winning matters. That's what you're hired to do. You're not hired to buy suits and hand out who moved my cheese to all your players and talk about what great kids were developing. (laughs) They're not babysitting my kids. I don't care if they're good men or not. I do, but you know what I mean. But this is not. No, we get your point. how, How about West Virginia goes down the field in 30 seconds right before half and shoves it in your face? I know, man. Because
1: well, of, of a terrible was,
0: kickoff coverage.
1: It was Kansas State all over again. You score, and you yeah. think you're going to finally create some separation, get some momentum maybe, and then you give up the big return, right? It's like – I think that it's almost like they're so used to Schmidt getting it out of the end zone, they don't realize, oh, crap, they're allowed to take it out.
5: Well, I, the whole thing is just an absolute disaster. There are six teams with first-year coaches ranked in the top 25 Four in the top 10 i am tired of hearing about he needs his guys you don't need your guys to beat a three and six west virginia team that's absolutely unacceptable oh by the way break your checkbook out we need another two billion i don't think feng shui is the reason that we're five and five go ahead you know something
0: um and this has been the case for a while. I think you and I have talked about this before. It, it, it's been the case for a while. But today was kind of the realization to me that, you know what, that OU on the side of the helmet that, you know, really meant something to the teams that you were playing against in the past in terms of, like, fear. Um, OU, OU doesn't OU didn't have that right now. N- no one is scared of that interlocking OU on the side of the helmet. And why would they be?
6: Well, no.
5: And one of your previous callers, and he was a good call, but he's talked about it takes time to rebuild. We're, we were eleven and two. We were eleven and two a year ago. We weren't. We weren't four and eight. And what's the saddest part is that eighty percent of OU fan is accepting of this, and they've bought into the cult of Zig Ziglar, and they're all about fire emojis and injecting stuff into their veins. It's an absolute disaster. You are a better program than this. You do not need elite talent yep. to beat West Virginia, K-State, and Baylor. But that's who we've yep. become. And, again, uh, to you. Hold, the, hold the administration accountable that allowed it to happen. Anyway, hey, thanks for the time, yep. guys. Well, Good to show, you, man. Yep, yep, yeah, yep, appreciate and the And to call. Sean's
1: point, you know, he talked about, um, you know, it – you know, the Tony Robbins part, it doesn't matter on the scoreboard. First of all, yes, it does matter on the scoreboard. Second of all, Brent Venables said the season would be a success if they got better every week. They They're not getting better every no. week. The
0: best games of the season were played right up at the front. Yeah. And then. It, that that and team in Lincoln would. I, I think it would destroy this team. Maybe not. Maybe it that was just. Full we school, wouldn't blow out the current Nebraska no. team.
1: So the team is apparently getting worse, which is weird because the offensive line and the run game has only gotten better. So, like usually most teams if you're a lot of games just because you're going to slow the game down, you're going to chew up yards, you'll you'll control the clock, you know, it, it's I don't know. It's it's wild to me that Eric Gray only got the ball 25 times in heavy rain when you knew you had to run the ball a bunch. You threw it 28 times.
0: You had a third and – which, by the way, how do you fall for the fake punt on fourth and four, by the way? I'm just looking at the drive chart that I made. I and I'm just getting mad all over. I don't even know things.
1: why they ran a fake punt on fourth and yeah. four. They could have just lined it up.
0: Uh, oh, you had a third and seven because they weren't handing it to Eric Gray, and they tried to throw deep one-on-one down the field. What, what are you doing? you hit on one deep ball all day long. It's just – it's maddening. 405-329-9000. More phone calls coming up next. Give us a call. Uh, it is the Home Creation Show live I-40 and Rockwell. Keep it locked on the Ref. Home Creation sooner Game Day wrap-up show live on the Ref. We're at the Buffalo Wild Wings off I-40 and Rockwell, which, if you need a drink, and you probably need a drink after today, multiple drinks. This is the this is the place to be. They got a UFC fight later on tonight. They've got all the football games on. We got Ole Miss, Bama, Clemson, Louisville, uh, Oklahoma State, Iowa State. Really, all the games that are on right now, they got it here at Buffalo Wild Wings. If you
1: want to see some uh, toughness and physicality because you uh, missed out on it during the OU game, you could watch the fight here tonight.
0: You know, you, you said, before we go to the phone lines, you said something to me that's so true during the break. It's, you know, there's a lot of times where this defense isn't lined up right, but there's a lot of times where the defense is lined up right, and they're there ready to make a play, Travis. And it's Stutzman or it's Downs. You got a chance to get off the field on third and two, third and three, and they either miss a tackle or they get pushed back, and it's a first I down. Mean, and et- I don't know which one's more maddening: not being in position or being in position and not being able to make and, a play. And,
1: and that's a that's a dude issue at that point. Yeah, I mean that's a, I mean if you if you're in position to make a play, I'm not sure what more the coaches can do at that point to, I don't know, get you in. I don't know. I guess, I guess get you bigger and stronger and more physical. I guess is the issue here. Maybe it's maybe it's a conversation that has less to do with the actual play calling, Tyler, and it has to do with development, which was supposed to be these people's calling card.
0: It's frustrating. I know that, Connor. I'm sorry, man. We got a lot going on out here. Who who did you say is up first on the phone lines? We got Chris. Chris, what's going on, man? Chris, what's up, man? What's going on, fellas? How y'all doing?
3: Not, eh, not great. Know, not you
1: know.
7: great. Yeah, I'm 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 very disappointed. How you doing, Chris? Myself. I'm 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 frustrated. Like you said, when we go when we get a new coach, we're not supposed to go through all this. But I guess you know what? Everybody's not the same. We don't have the talent. Fred Benivals didn't walk into no talent when he came to Oklahoma. You know, I already gotta deal with the foolishness. I gotta live in Louisiana. And I gotta hit it LSU foolishness, all that bull porn, I gotta live with daily. I don't give a damn about LSU. I don't care about it. But I gotta respect for what Brian Kelly
0: came up and did to that
7: thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know I got. I yeah, and, and I would I,
0: I would say this, Chris. Yeah. Like he, he he didn't take over the Stoops loaded team like Lincoln Riley did, but. He, he walked into enough talent to not be 5-5 five and five this year. Talking about Brent Venables. It should well, be Well, and, also,
1: and also, to your guys' point, I mean, if you look at – if you go back and watch last year's games, you know, Caleb, who is a – I mean, he's got 31 touchdowns to two turnovers this year. Um, that guy walks out the door. He covered up a lot of blemishes. Um, he covered up a lot of blemishes last year. And uh, then you look at who you lost on the defensive side of the ball. You lose Nick Benito, who covered up some things. You always had pressure going with that guy. Um, so you didn't have to worry about your defensive end screwing up and getting pulled in or anything like that. I mean, Perry on Winfrey, Isaiah Thomas, Nick Benito, you know, DeLarian Turner, Yell, Brian Osamoa, all these guys that got drafted off the defensive side, those were your playmakers. Now you need playmakers. We talked about it earlier, Tyler. Billy Bowman is a playmaker. He, may, he, he he ends up with a two-point conversion. Last week he had a pick. He had a, he had a sack or a tackle for a loss early in the game. The only problem is you need more than one because he can't be in position to make a tackle. Jay Colton get run over. You had agree, Danny Stutzman, who I, actually I had agree, a good game, get run over.
7: But what I can't accept is, I, I, what I can't accept is these foolish calls. You start the game, you're going down the field, then the quarterback wants to pull the ball or run the ball. Then we get behind the chains. Then you want to throw a pass. And there is nowhere near to be completed a, a, a cut. I mean, I, I see these same dumb play calls all the time. Dylan Gabriel is not the quarterback that, that, uh, that these people think that he is. He's not. He's not at least. He's below average. I mean, I just can't overemphasize it. And for them not to not to get those other quarterbacks ready or whatever, I, I just don't understand that. No way this dude should have had this job from day one. There's no way. If Bob Stoops was there, he'd open it up as a competition. And let the chips fall where they may. Yeah, the problem this is, guy is not that good. Yeah. And even with that, the production was, on the wide receivers are not good. The production, I mean, when Kale Gundy, I love him to death. But when he, when he was, when he tries to, them guys, them guys was always ready. They're not ready. These wide receivers are not ready. They're not. They're not blocking. They're not doing anything. I mean, even the guy, the guy Sean said that you know, it's uh, we gotta have the players that we have. But that's that's true and it's not true because guess what? The players that we have already had, I mean, them guys were there. They weren't all that elite talent. But, I mean, you know, it's still, we still need to get players in there who are, who are war dogs. We don't have that. They don't have no heart. I mean, nah, it's just like they that. just gave up in the game. Like Sean
0: said, this yeah. is unacceptable. This is Oklahoma. This is unacceptable. It is. Well, th- this is Oklahoma, but that team that we saw today uh, represents nothing that some of the past Oklahoma teams have represented. There's no toughness. There's no resiliency. There's no, you know, you know, in the past, in the early 2000s, wh- whatever, like so many years, mid-2000s, late-2000s, hell, even like the last few years. You always felt like they were going to make a play late, even as they, they may have played 55 bad minutes of football, but they're going to figure out a way to make a play late to win. Even those bad defenses of 2018, right? The West Virginia game—they they found a way. They made a play late to win. I don't get this feeling at all. Yeah,
1: and, to your, a and to game. your and to your point, Tyler, like there have been two tweets from former players that I think you know, it's 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 pretty appropriate, right? <laughs> Zach Sanchez and Nick Benito have both tweeted out. That if you blame the coaches, you're fooling yourself. Zach added, obviously, the players are in position to make plays. They're just not making plays. Tyler, you know what those two players have in common? They both made a lot of plays. Zach Sanchez, you know, ends the Tennessee game, obviously, with that interception, probably the most famous one, but what would go and make plays. He had, obviously, some, uh, you know, he wasn't, you know, a first-round pick type of corner or anything, but the guy got you the ball back a lot. Nick Benito. I mean, that guy was a one-man wrecking crew a lot of the time. So when the two, when two guys that used to play here and that no ball are watching and saying, "Look, these guys got to look themselves in the mirror and ask themselves, you know, are, am I am I going to go make plays today, or I'm just going to go through the motions?" Because it's coming from dudes that have been in that position and make the plays when they're given the opportunity. And today, you saw, I mean, you saw the, the their, their five-nine backup quarterback. Go in and drag our defenders for three or four yards when the
0: guys were right in the gap. They were right where they were supposed to be. Yeah, hey, Chris, good to hear from you, man. Thanks for the phone call. Right, thanks. And yeah, you bet. Appreciate you, man. 405 329 9000. We got a couple lines open if you want to hop in. Um, and so I, I know we got Roger on. Roger's going to bring the Thunder. I have no doubt about that. We got several more calls to get to. We'll take a timeout back to the phone calls as soon as we get back. Our final hour of our home creation Souter Game Day wrap-up show is next. Keep it locked on the ref. All right, I'm a man of my word. I promise as soon as we come back, we go right to the phone lines. Let's do it. Uh, Roger, you're on the postgame show. I'm guessing this is Roger in L.A. What's going on? It's a terrible
8: day.
1: Well, he's Roger in Texas now. Oh, yeah. I think he's Roger in Texas now.
8: What's up, Roger? What's up, guys? Thanks for taking the call, man. Um... Here's the deal, man. Like I, I am sick and tired of you fans blaming Riley. If you watched Riley's team last night, you know what the, you know what the deal is. I don't like Riley. His teams get better as the year goes on. His defense isn't actually like a dead man walking. They're actually pretty okay. They're not going to the playoff, but you know one thing: they know what they're about. They know what they're going to hang their hat on. This team has no identity. Their defense, the defense is a joke. This dude is actually regret. We have regressed as the season has gone on. It was a mistake of a hire. We're going to keep this guy on the payroll probably for another two years and go through mediocre seasons. I think you guys probably know it deep down, and you won't say it. Um, but, you know, certainly my you know, by, by play-by-play guy there, Roland, won't say it. This guy, we're wasting our time with him. If we had half the brain, we, this guy inherited an eleven-two roster. So all this crap about, you know, he didn't have talent. Riley recruited in the top ten the last four years, man. What are we talking about? I'm not saying there's a bunch of playmakers out there. It's clear that Caleb Williams – is far better. Than, I mean, you watch Caleb Williams, and you just it's heartbreaking time watching that yeah, guy. You close. go, that was our quarterback last year. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. The guy never yep. gets sacked. I mean, I, I agree with the last caller. Dylan Gabriel is a C minus D plus quarterback, and the fact that they handed the keys over to this scumbag—I shouldn't call him a scumbag. He's not a bad person, but he's a yeah. Terrible come on, that's not fair. He, he's not a bad kid, but but the fact that they handed him the keys to this car without any any competition. Is is mind boggling, and it's an indictment on this staff, by the way. It's an indictment on this staff. So, and I, here's the thing, too. Here's what you really got to think about. So, how would is this team going to be better next year? Why would this team be better next year?
0: Off this recruiting class is going to fall out. No, you're losing your best player, Roger Eric Grace. Your best player, he's gone. He's going to the NFL. True. Anton Harrison's your maybe your second best player, he's gone. So, the
8: recruiting class yeah. is going to be out of the top twenty. By this my prediction. You guys are tied into recruiting. I'm not young guys, but. Wait, wait. So why in the hell would you come to the University of Oklahoma, right now, if you're if you're a guy that that wants to go play for a top-tier career? Venables is not get, not going to. You know, we will not as, fire as him. We most fire uh, and, and take rule, but but what? Sorry. So why would we? Why do we have any? Why do we have any hope for next year? You guys, t- talk talking up the ledge. What are we going to be better at next year than we are this year? A year removed from a guy that actually well, uh, knows.
1: well, with uh, if you're if you're wanting me to talk you off the cliff, then. Um, I'm, I think I might be standing on the cliff with you, so I, I, might, I, might, be the, I might be the wrong one, you know. Uh, I mean, like, that's it's
6: it's No, 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 well, I, I, I totally get it.
1: it. And I think as far as recruiting goes, I think you – I think they're having conversations with, like, a Jackson Arnold. I think Levy looks at Jackson Arnold and says, hey, do you watch the game? Do you see all those wide-open receivers running on the field? Do you think you can hit them? And Jackson says, yeah, I think I can hit them. And he's like, okay, cool, we'll see you in – as an early enrollee, we'll see you soon. I mean, I think you look at P.J. Adabare and you say, hey, uh, you, we haven't been able to get any pressure with our defensive ends and they can't seem to not suck down into the play or they way over-pursue and get way upfield and, and, and let a run come out, you know, kind of squirt out their side. I think they look at P.J. and say, hey, do you know not to do that? He said, yeah. He said, you think you can get to the quarterback? Yeah, sure can. Okay, cool. See you soon. I think I think you will see a ton. I mean, you, you can point to R. Mason Thomas as a guy who – I think he's our best pass rusher, and he's a true freshman that we flipped from Iowa State late in the cycle, really late in the cycle, and that guy is better than – and he's lower ranked. He's a three-star guy, and that's a guy that we flipped, and he's better than I think
0: every other one of your higher-ranked pass rushers. The youth movement needs to happen. It needs to happen now. It needs to happen now because Roger's question is very valid. Roger's question is 100% valid. How are they going to be better next year? How are they going to be better next year? You're only going to be better with the youth movement. That's it. it.
8: it. Well, so let's just say that Gabriel does leave, all
0: right, and you start, you start
8: a freshman. I, I just can't – and by the way, who's your second-string quarterback? Who's your second-string? Because we know you can't go to, go to war with one quarterback. Is it Nick Evers going to hang around for that? So this team, like, like his philosophy, and I don't want to – I agree. Sean's a Hall of Fame caller. I agree with him 100% on that. Look, I want these dudes to be good dudes. But here's my final piece on Venables. He focused on all this crap that has nothing to do with football has nothing to do with football, guys. Nothing. He's driving around the state talking about the soul program. I don't want to hear anything else about the soul program. I don't want to hear, that's fine, these guys can do it. I don't want to hear anything else about how we're going. What are we, Butch Jones now? We're building it brick by brick. He didn't inherit a dust storm. He inherited an 11-2 team that had won five out of the last six Big 12 titles. And he's driven it off a cliff into a frigging brick wall, man. This is a disaster. It's a terrible hire. I fear we're going to win six games next year. And then we're going to stand around and give this chump another year. We're going to go three years removed. We're going to be looking at ourselves like we're Texas, you know, trying to figure out, you know, which way is north. But, anyway, thanks for taking the call. We have no hope next year. but but
0: Appreciate it. Thanks.
1: No, I appreciate it, bro.
0: You know, it it, it does. And now you, you really start to look at next year, and it's a fair question. It's a harsh but fair question is, okay, if you think that they're going to be better next year, well, why? Well, you think you're two in the system, they're going to be better, you know, all this, but who are the players that you have currently on this team that make you feel a whole lot better than next year? It's a hard conversation to have, it's not a fun conversation to have, but it's a very valid conversation to have right now. You know, and and Roger mentioned if Dylan Gabriel is back, where's Dylan Gabriel going to go?
1: Yeah, Dylan's back.
0: Dylan ain't going to go to the NFL. Is he going to go to another Power 5 program? I mean, good luck. Dylan Gabriel is going to be your starting quarterback, I think at least day one next year. Now... A few weeks ago, I wasn't really willing to have the conversation of Jackson Arnold being the starter next year, and I don't think that I am even right now in terms of day one. But am I more open to a scenario where Dylan Gabriel starts the year and Jackson Arnold maybe takes over at some point? I I, got to see Jackson Arnold first, Um, but I think that that opportunity could exist if he is the real deal.
1: Yeah, and and at least I think Jackson gives you an opportunity to have a guy. I mean, his – offense that they run over there at Denton Guyer is extremely similar to what Levy runs. He has talked about how locked in he is. I don't think there's a I don't think there's a snowballs chance in hell that Jackson Arnold flips anywhere else. I don't care what happens the rest of the season. Um, I think I think that's pretty much true for the majority of our class too. Because again, they see that, hey, we're the first we're the f- first full cycle of Venables guys. And again, our Mason Thomas is your be- is your best selling point. You, you you say look, I mean, our, uh, our guys are some of the best guys on the team, and they're three-star true freshmen. You get you get somebody else, David uh, David Hicks. He plays right away. He starts day one on this team. P.J. Adabare might start day one on this team.
0: Dude, one that won't meet someone flat-footed at the line of scrimmage and get pushed back two yards for a first down on third and three. I, 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 I'm tired of seeing it, man. There's I'm a. theres i am
1: sure there's a. I'm sure there's a. I don't know, PFF or somebody, next-gen stats, I'm sure, has figured out how to do this. I would love to see – actually, i probably hate to see how many yards, not only after contact, but how many yards we've been driven back by. Like when we've got our hands around their waist. Or they're just pushing us in the chest. They're back tackles, I mean, man. It, it feels like it's a hundred yards a game. They're
0: flat-footed every time, tackling all arms. Like there's nothing punishing or scary about this defense. Like you, you talk about wide receivers making catches, uh, catch in traffic. Of course they are, because there's not a thought in the back of their mind. Like, ooh, this is in traffic. I'm about to get smashed right. if I put my hands on this football. Th- there, there is no fear about playing OU right now. That interlocking OU on the side of the helmet right now today. It doesn't mean jack squat to these opposing teams. That's really disappointing, man. They are a five and five team. they won the turnover battle two to nothing today against the worst team in the big 12, and you still lost the game. It is um,
1: so like it's last, rock bottom man. so like last I, I week don't... we talked and I, I said to myself, look, 35 points should be enough to beat Baylor. Like historically, 35 points is enough to beat Baylor. Well we lost. Today, if you hold West Virginia to 23 points, that should be enough. If we talk about complimentary football. That is the epitome of 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 the opposite. Yeah, the, I mean the yeah. offense goes out last week, plays well. The defense finds a way to play worse. The defense comes out today, plays one of their better games of
0: the year, and the offense finds a way to screw it up. I mean, like I said, it's they're completely they they can't play they cannot play complimentary football to save no. their lives. Let, let me just read this. So OU scored twenty points today. Well, eighteen points offensively. All right. Iowa State scored 31 on West Virginia this year. TCU scored 41. Tech scored 48. Baylor scored 40. Texas scored 38. Um, Kansas scored 55. Hell, Pitt scored 38 on them. And you had 18 points today, and your best side of the football is supposed to be the offense? And the
1: problem was what we left on the field. I mean, we left, what, four touchdowns on the field? I know at least three. At least three. I mean, you score in the 40s. If you, just, if you just do yeah. the easy stuff. We're not talking about making plays, Tyler. We're talking about just doing regular things, like hit the absolutely wide open receiver, catch the ball and, when there's nobody within five yards of you.
0: And Roger asked the million-dollar question, like, give me a reason, point me to me a reason as to why it's going to be better next year. Well, for I mean, it was the perfect time to ask that is right now because when you just lost to a team to the caliber of West Virginia – it's really hard to point to anything that you can definitely for sure say if the guys that we think are going, going to go to the NFL are going to go to the NFL. I think Eric Gray will. I think Anton Harrison will. Um, I don't I don't know what Mims NFL right now, but will he be back? I don't know. It feels like Farouk's your best receiver at this point. The point is your best players, the few that you have, aren't going to be back next year. So what can you point to as to why it's going to be better next year? I don't know. I don't, I don't have an answer to that. Yeah, I, I, I can't just sit here and tell you. I, I, I can give you a maybe. Maybe this freshman class is a cornerstone class, and they overperform, and they're the reason why you get back to contending next year. But that's a guess. I don't know that for sure.
1: I don't think it gets you back to contending nationally next year. But No, I, no, no, no. I, but I, 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 do th- conference first. I do think another year in strength and conditioning program. I think another year. I mean, they were talking uh, – Steely and I were talking pregame. They said they haven't even – gotten into the entire defensive playbook because they just they just can't figure out how to do the little things and they're worried about continuing to stack on that's that's at least what what I was told earlier and it's like i mean so i guess tyler the reason that you know the the sunshine pumping as person can do is say look Another year in the new offense, another new year in the new defense. I mean, 1998's the, new, the last time that we installed a new offense and defense in the same year, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Well, they need to – they, they got to look themselves in the mirror and figure some things out because there's some guys that may not need to be a part of the program next year. Yeah. I mean, with the way that they have responded. And they responded after that embarrassing loss to Baylor about in as pathetic of a manner as you could. It's sad. We'll get to more of your phone calls coming up next. Keep it right here on The Ref for the homeless shooter fans. Home creation, shooter game day wrap-up show live from the Buffalo Wild Wings off I-40 here in Oklahoma City. Oh boy. Ole Miss is up 17-7 on Alabama.
1: Yeah. I'll tell you, Alabama's gonna... Gonna pay
0: somebody to take Bill O'Brien off their hands. They probably think the sky is falling. I'd say, <laughs> come over here <laughs> yeah, for an right. afternoon, right? Uh, Oklahoma State's up on Iowa State ten to seven. Iowa State's missed a field goal and has three first half turnovers. So that's been a complete, absolute disaster in Stillwater so far for the Cyclones. Uh, but uh, that, that game today, OU West Virginia, that was um, today feels like rock bottom. The scary thing is, is is that rock bottom because rock bottom is a five and seven season, and could this team go five and seven? There's a it, chance it if they mathematically play like they did today. can
1: happen if they play like they did today. I don't, I don't, I don't know. The, the nice thing is, it seems like Marvin Mims is a good football player at home. For some reason, whatever reason that is, he just can't put it together on the road. Man, Iowa State. Had one of his worst games of his career. I mean, today, if he doesn't catch that big one, I mean, we're looking at maybe the second worst game of his career. It's it's frustrating, man. So I do think, I do think you win probably the home game next week. But I don't, I don't, I don't trust going <laughs> I out to love it. Yeah,
0: I can't be confident in anything right now. I unfortunately, I,
1: I, yeah. Well, I I don't think my level of confidence is very yeah. high. I just think that.
0: Wonder who'll be favored in that game. Oh, oh he's favored by eight today and lost outright, so who knows? Who knows? All right, let's get back to the phone lines. Mike, you're on the post-game show. What's going on, Mike?
6: Hey, guys. How you doing?
0: Uh, been better. Not great.
6: <laughs> same, same. Um, I, uh, I'm i going to stop short of calling for Brent Venable's job, but I, I, I do think he's a little bit in over his head. I just wanted to talk about specifically about some of his game management decisions. So, he bungled the clock management before halftime against Kansas. Last week against Baylor, yeah. we sacked Baylor to push him into third and sixteen with a minute and a half left. He didn't call timeout until after the fourth after the third down play, um, which cost us about thirty seconds and we know how the first half of that drive sputtered before halftime against Baylor today. So you know for a fact Zach Schmidt has been steady but not great. I mean he's really good, you know, inside forty five yards, but we know that he wasn't going to kick a a 54-yarder in the rain. So on that opening drive, instead of sending him out there in these conditions, just take the delay and punt the football. Then we have that fourth and one later where we false start. That's fine. Your defense is playing really well. uh, Punt the football. We go for it on fourth and six and call a stupid play that gets batted down at the line of scrimmage. Additionally, you know, with Lincoln Riley, one of the things that I hated was that he would use his timeouts and we wouldn't have them available before you know before end of drives at half or at the end of the game Brent Venables does the exact same thing for a guy who's been an assistant coach for thir- 25 years now who's supposed to be 50 years old and mature he coaches like a first year high school coach at times and it's so frustrating
0: Yeah hey no all those are great points about the uh, the clock management how about the the fourth and four was it the fourth and four no, it was the uh, the missed 46 yard Fourth and two, even worse. You've rushed for like 230 yards. Your, your best player, right. just give it to him on the fourth and two. Just go for it. What do you do? Like, y- you put out Zach Schmidt today, and you're so right about the 54-yarder on the first drive. Does he have the leg for it? Well, maybe in perfect conditions, but that's the worst conditions that Zach Schmidt has been in in an OU uniform, and it's not even close, man. You know the football's not going to travel as far as it normally does, and the same thing with the 46-yarder. The conditions got worse as the game went along. He's not going to make that 46-yarder. And then
6: the kickoff, so we know so Schmidt already kicked one out of bounds. I hate that coverage kick. they kick into the corner because that's what leads to returns. Just go tell them to kick the yeah, touchback it instead it's ten nothing. you kick a coverage kick. they get the ball at midfield and score. If that game's ten nothing at halftime. West Virginia's probably demoralized, and that one's probably over. But no, you let him back into the game. And this is all like I mean, this is all elementary school stuff from Benables, and i I don't understand the other thing is does he ever get on the headset and say this tempo is actually killing us as a football team? Slow down the offense, levy. I, I, does he has he said that once this season?
1: See, see, I don't think. I know they've had the conversation um, about that, and I don't think it's something that they're willing to do. But, I mean, with tempo, when I think of the tempo of the offense, it's – oh, sorry. If you're listening on the radio, uh, if you wouldn't mind turning that down, we're getting a lot of feedback uh, on this end. Um, Sorry
0: about that. You're good, you're good. But
1: when it – you're you're good. When it comes to tempo, um, you know – I think I think hindsight's twenty twenty a little bit, right? Because if tempo, you're running up and you've got a wide open Marvin Mims running down the field and Dylan misses him, or you got a wide open Marvin Mims running down the field and he drops a touchdown, or like like stuff like that, like that kind of stuff. That's what you set up for. And as I was saying earlier, it's like you set up these plays by going quick. Okay, going quick, make, making the defense make quick decisions. Okay, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, and then you give them that same look, but you pull it and you go over the top. But you've got all those defenders crashing because they're helping the run. You've got to. You've got to cash that in. You've got to cash all that work in that you did on the previous possessions and hit that bomb. The problem Uh-oh, is you don't hit up. that bomb. All you wasted all of that, all of that good tempo, all that good setup. So I'm not, I'm not necessarily anti-tempo. Um, I'm just anti not executing the big plays when you need to make them.
6: But I'm saying you shouldn't run tempo when you don't have a quarterback you can rely on to hit all those throws. And Gabriel can hit them sometimes. He can't hit them all the time. That's the problem.
1: Yeah, I mean I, I, that's certainly an argument uh, to be made. I think I think it, today's uh, uh, today's recipe should have been run the ball with your best player, Eric Gray. He should get way more than 25 carries in a weather in a downpour. Like that. Yeah, um, and. And they took the ball out of his hands a ton, can, and, and they shouldn't have. Can
0: I bring up something random here while we're talking about, you know, things that we were really disappointed in decisions-wise? And granted, the, the, the TV broadcast, which was not great again today, did not show Brent Venables. But I feel like they would have shown Brent Venables if he was half as mad about the the fact that they picked up the flag in the end zone when blatantly one of West Virginia's wide receivers just lays out one of your defensive backs. Like, why are you not going crazy on that play? Like that that's a huge play in the game. That's a fifteen yard penalty, and maybe he was going crazy and the T V cameras just didn't show it. I don't know. But I sure hope he was getting on the officials today like Neil Brown was, because that was blatant. It should have been a fifteen yard penalty. It maybe should have been targeting. How are you not going insane on the sideline, Travis, like you and I were here at Buffalo Wild Wings?
1: Yeah, and not not just us. I mean everybody that was in here wearing crimson. You've got you've got to you, you you've got to at least you know, rip a head, throw a headset, do something, man. You can't right. say, oh, okay, this guy nearly took our took our kneeling right. player's head off. Um, and that right. was a big call. They pick up that flag. It totally changes the game, right? I mean, you, you, everybody's like, well, I mean, they would have picked up the fourth and 16 anyways. I mean, you don't know that. I mean, I know that teams are 10 of 13 on fourth down the last four games, so, you know, the odds are in their favor. But, but – but 4th and 10 easier than 4th and 16. It's just as yeah. simple as that. Why
0: aren't they going for it on 4th downs like the, the opposition does? 4th and 4 last week, 4th and 2 today. We just don't We just don't don't pick understand. them up. So I think they're just yeah. like,
1: well, we just. It's weird. One, it's weird. Like you saw last week, like Marcus Major kind of er, dancing a little bit and then doesn't pick it up. And then today you just get stuffed. And I don't know. I, it, it is strange. I agree.
6: Well, it's interesting you bring up 3rd and 4th down efficiency. So it you know what old miss was ranked in third down efficiency last year when levy was the oc
0: uh was, was it pretty good was it i bet it was high
6: 75th 75th now that levy's oh, gone good. you know what okay. old, <laughs> you know now that now that levy is gone you know what old miss's third down efficiency rank is nationally eighth eighth so it looks levy pretty good today against
0: alabama i know that but,
6: Yep, Lebby has taken all of his third-down issues and brought them to Norman. And, again, your previous caller talked about hope for the future. You could get over a 5-5 five and five season if the team improved and you felt like, okay, we've really set the table for something. But, like, that's what's so scary to us OU fans. I'm not sure that Brent Venables has any idea what he's doing as a head coach. He may be one of the greatest defensive minds the game has ever seen, but does he? Have, I'm asking y'all, does he have any idea how to run a football program? And I'll take that up the air.
1: I think, well I think when you look at he's got his top three speed dials are three Hall of Fame head coaches. He's been around he's been around like intimate settings coaching together with some of the best that have ever done it. So you'd like to think at least he's he's been around it. I mean Ted Roof, you know, doesn't have a great head coaching record at all, but at least he's done it, right? I mean, this isn't Jeff Saturday we're talking about. I mean, this is a situation where you know, he other people have wanted him to be head coach before, so I don't think like oh you like cooked it up that he might be a good head coach and then convinced him that he would be. But I, I think like I said, Zach Sanchez hit it on the head earlier. It's you know, these players like the players are get being put in position to make plays and they're getting trucked. Yeah. They're just getting out toughed. Like and, and that's what's so weird to me. And there's it,
0: deep balls there and they're just not
1: Yeah, they're not executing, they're not executing. So, executing it. So the players on you know, on the field they look. I mean, Tyler. I don't know how many times you and I look like. Oh, cool. Okay, good. We wrapped up this run just to see squirt out the other side of it. Like, how do you? How does somebody not just wrap up? I mean, simple, simple, small stuff. And of course, yeah, you could totally put that back back to coaching. You know, you can say, hey, they were put in the right position, but somebody forgot to teach them how to tackle. Yeah. But at, at some point you gotta, you got to have a little bit of pride as a defender, and you want to stop getting run over.
0: we got a couple more segments remaining in the home creation Sooner Game Day wrap-up show. Chase, I see you, man. We'll get to you on the other side. Keep it locked right here on the ref. We are the homeless Sooner fans. Home creation Sooner Game Day wrap-up show. Live at the Buffalo Wild Wings off I-40 and Rockwell. Tyler McCombs, Travis Davidson with you for a couple more segments. Back to the phone lines as we go. 405-329-9000 if you want to sneak in, by the way. Let's go to Chase. Chase, you're on the post game show. What's up? Hey guys. Uh,
2: wow. Um, Got to talk a bunch of people off the ledge right there. Wow.
0: Um,
2: yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if he
0: succeeded, but you know that's where they're at.
2: Yeah. Uh, I guess the frustrating thing for me, um, I uh, I was a D1 athlete and I I played tennis and. Uh, I was top 20 in the country growing up, and I was in the age group with like Sanpras, Chang, Agassiz, Courier. And so that was a long time ago, but I grew up with them. But one of the things that I learned as being an athlete is you got to have the want to. You got to have, okay, the coaching's great, but you got to apply it, and you got to look in the mirror and have a killer instinct. And that is what I think this team last they don't have the i'm going to go out there on game day and i'm going to dominate you it's like a look in the mirror type end of season question you look in the mirror of each and every player and say do you really have the want to and that is yeah. my main focus with this team
0: you know travis there was a uh, in the third quarter to, 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 to go with what you're saying chase there was a moment in the third quarter. Um, OU was up, what were they, 12-6 to 6 at the half, right? They kick off to West Virginia. Yeah. West Virginia has a, I think, a quick, they, they punt it quickly. And you get the ball back, and you're driving. I feel like you get on the plus side of the field with the first down. And I remember telling you, I said, this is where you got to go and you got to make it a two-score lead. Right, right, and right. And they didn't. And I looked back at you and I said, I hope that we're not talking about that drive after the game, saying that was a missed opportunity. That was their chance to get it to a two-score game. They didn't. You know all that, and you know there, there was so much more to the game than just not scoring on the drive, but Chase is talking about a killer mentality. and if this team had a killer mentality, it goes down and scores on that drive, it pushes the game to 19 to six, and that's the separation that you're asking for, and we're talking about a 17 to 21 point win today. That's the killer you know instinct that he's talking about and he's right they don't have yeah
1: and, and it really comes down to like, when are you going to get tired of getting run over? And, w- like, when are you going to do something about it? I think it's fair to ask. Um, I think it's fair to ask how many players on the roster. Now, we've talked about it, and uh, like Roger says, Lincoln Riley had, you know, a bunch of top ten classes. What I'm wondering is how many of the current players on the roster were recruited by Clemson, first and foremost, recruited by Brent Venables when they were, you know, in the prep, um, you know, in, in, in high school, Um or how many had maybe an offer from Clemson but want to uh, take on that big of a workload maybe defensively things like that they've talked about you know the most defensive play like game plans being eight to twelve pages right and the Brent Venables is 62 how many wouldn't have signed up for that right because they thought oh maybe there's just I don't really want somewhere else and and we'll see how it goes like I think it's fair to ask that. I do know that everybody, and we can talk about them being young or whatever. But I keep on going back to R. Mason Thomas. That's a guy who chose Venables, who chose Bates, who chose Chavis, and that's a guy, that guy. Might is probably your best pass rusher as a true freshman three star. And I think there's a lot to be said, like what Chase is talking about. It's you gotta have the you gotta have the want to. You yeah. gotta have that mentality of look, man. I know this is going to be really hard. And I, but I'm going to run towards the fire, right? Venables has used that phrase before. Uh, the guys that run towards the fight, run towards the fire. Like that's what you need. And I think I think going back through. I mean, obviously, midseason is probably not the time to do it. But going back through and seeing who on the roster had Clemson offers, um, and who they really like, who they really went after after understanding really what um, you know if they made if Clemson made their top two or three because Clemson was recruiting at a higher level even than what what uh, Lincoln Riley does, and they were winning a lot more than Oklahoma. Even though Oklahoma's won a lot of games, Clemson was winning a bunch and national championships. So the model works because we've seen it. Levy, it seems to, I mean, he's had high-ranked offenses. This offense, when Dylan's been healthy, has ranked highly. Guys are running wide open down the middle of the field. You just got to hit him. You got to make play. I, I think as Brent gets guys that – It's not about the stars with that. You want four and five stars, obviously, but you want them to have a mentality of, man, I can't wait to go work so I can go run through somebody's face.
0: Yeah, well, Chase is right. I mean, his initial point is they don't have the knock you out mentality, man. And defensively, you've got to have that. That's what every great Oklahoma team was built around that type of mentality, especially defensively. Chase, you're right, man. They're so far off from having that. Yeah,
2: but also, I mean, Tyler, you were talking earlier in the week about uh, people that had like three stars or lower that come out to be superstars, whether they're from the JC route or yeah. whatever they, it was. And the thing about it was is when you when you started telling me about that, every single one of those guys had the "I'm going to bust your butt and I'm going to win this play." Every single one of those people had that mentality, and you can't tell me. It's so frustrating to see instead of going out there and smashing someone in the face, they're like, well, maybe they should bring the fight to me. Like, no, take the fight to them.
0: Yeah, no, and, and I totally believe in the mentality, and I think it can happen to a program that's won consecutive Big 12 titles, I think that you could be dealing with a lot of players that walked into OU thinking, well, Travis, teams before me won a Big 12 championship, so it's my automatic right to win one as well. Okay. It is my automatic right to win ten games every single year and go to the college football playoff. I, I do think that that mentality had seeped into the program a little bit, and Chase, I, I, I think everyone needs to be blamed right now, but there, there's just – and maybe that's not, maybe that's a really bad thing, but there's so many levels of this program that's got to change their mentality. It's got to get better and then the
2: last point you know what if you have no inter- intermediate passing and you're only playing out there doing passes in the flats or doing the go ball it is so much easier for a defense to defend that and it it's just crazy you got to i remember talking about Mike Leach you got to play the whole field against us and right now that's not happening
0: yeah hey appreciate it Chase good to hear from you There you go. Uh, Let's go back to the phone lines. I believe we have Brian. Brian, you're on the Post Game Show. What's up? Hey, gentlemen, me
9: again. Hey, it's misery, loves company. But uh, I I actually, (laughs) uh, I'm one that, uh, I'm going to be honest, I stepped back away from the ledge several weeks ago. And today I almost have no real feeling personally about today because I'm already sad with realizations. I'm trying to educate other people yeah. on it. But this is a bad team. It's going to be a bad team. And I'll say it. We're not going to a poll this year. I don't think we deserve to go to a bowl. Um And there's so many reasons why. And by the way, so many callers have made so many great points. And I'm going to try not to rehash all of those. But, um, but the bottom line is, I think it's time we admit, and, and, and don't hang up on me, all right? i say that. I'm, I want you guys to I say won't. too, but, but thinking uh, um, Riley, will you come back? We'll send you some chocolates for the love letter.
0: Sorry, sorry. That's how bad because it is. This that is, is rock, rock bottom. bottom. I was about <laughs> to say we both that's had the same bottom. thought. What's that, rock that bottom? That Ryan's saying is that is rock, rock bottom. bottom. Dang. That's My way of saying
9: it's rock bottom. And rock bottom may continue a little longer. Uh, hopefully, not a lot longer. But uh, I agree with a lot of the other callers, like I said, about there needs to be more diversity and ability to adjust and not just say this is what we're going to do and we're going to do it and then, you know, not we'll get some more players in to do it. But right now, like the defense, for example, they're so clueless on what to do that, I mean, you could give them one of those uh, little little cue cards that uh, your boy Joe Biden, Tyler, has of a press conference. You know, where they tell them exactly <laughs> what to say, what to do. You know what I mean? They, they, I don't even know if that will help. You know? uh, um, what makes yeah. you think that the young linebackers next year are going to know what to do next year? Because, let me tell you, I don't want to um, name names, but number 28, he makes the splash plays, but he's the one that missed the tackle when the quarterback did the spin move and ran over him and had him dead to right, and he just whipped on it. And he whips on a lot more plays than he makes good plays. So if people get enamored by his interceptions. He makes a lot more bad plays that, that are simple plays you would think. You know. Um, so well, I, I thought his first thought?
1: half was made half of the season, but but again, yeah, he kind of disappeared in the second half, and and yeah. kind of to some of the points of the of the previous players that are talking. I I think the being in position, and to your point. Being in position, having him dead to rights, I mean that's the, the coaches put him in the right position, right? He ran the play yeah, correctly. He got he the did. defensive play call he right. Did. He just didn't go make a play, and that's the problem. You saw guys all the second half when they were really running at will. They have, how many times this how many times this year have you seen the defensive player in position? I mean, yeah, TCU blown a – had that terrible run gap fit all that, like. But how many times have you seen the players in just? Not right. make the tackle right. or or just get, or get run over for three yards or four yards. How many times have you seen – and that's why I love me some – because one of the hardest hits of the year was today when he hit the kicker. I mean, stuff like yep. that. Like guys that at least want to go out there and just want to be physical, like want to be felt. There was – I don't know if you guys watched and it. This is kind of along the same lines as that. I don't know if you guys watched the uh, week one last year when Clemson played Georgia. Oh yeah, it was obviously a, yeah, a It was a marquee six. game um, that was good on good, and that Georgia team yeah. that was that was the the worst their offense looked all year. And Venables had, I mean, Venables and Bates and Chavis and and all these guys that really,
9: yeah,
1: you know, even Roof was a defensive analyst. Yeah. They they yeah. looked well, at those Georgia players. And they said, I'm going to beat you, man on man. I'm going to prove on national television that I am better than you, that I'm more of a man than you, that I'm tougher than you, that, you know, whatever, like they wanted to prove that. And I don't see that anywhere on this defense right now. You know, just pull, like, you know, from the bootstraps, pull yourself up and say, hey, I'm going to be the better player.
9: What? Well, it's time to really uh, do the best they can, overhaul this roster. And, I mean, I mean a lot of people, even number eight, I don't think needs to start next year. I'll be honest with you, because it's year two going into year three. Very important years for Pettables. We know what we got in eight. I don't think I don't see that proving next year. It's not like this is his first year playing, man. So, um, I, I would roll the dice with the youngster next year uh, at some point. I'm not saying at the beginning. But at some point, because I don't think you're going to get a transfer to come in there like like this past team. that's going to be hard to do. Unless you honestly tell them, look, well, I well I don't I don't think you're going to get time. a transfer
1: to come in. Be- I don't think you're going to get a transfer to come in simply because I don't think I think the staff would treat it exactly like they treated this offseason. They'd say, "Hey, if you want to come play quarterback at Oklahoma, you'll have to come and be QB2 or fight for QB2, but you're not going to be QB1." Well, now look across the country, the three guys that we brought in on campus are all starting at other programs. So, yeah. but by shooting yourself in the foot by setting yourself up, if if you say, "Hey, look, you can come and be a backup here, or you can start at one of the other 131 college football programs, you are guaranteeing that you are going to get not one of the top 132 quarterbacks in the country. So you're setting yourself up for that just by saying, hey, look, there's no chance of QB1. Now, when it comes to next year, I think you at least have a bit more of a leg to stand on when it comes to maybe if Dylan's having a bad day, you just pull him. Right, And maybe yeah, Nick yeah. Evers will have his second year in the system. You always, obviously have the talented freshman and Jackson Arnold coming in, who's an early enrollee who actually runs a very similar offense to what Levy runs right now. So with that, it's like at least you have better depth. Like you have more developed depth. So if it's a situation where you're like, yo, DG, you, 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 I don't know what's wrong today. You can't see, You can't see right. And then they can just say, all right, we're going to go with the young guy and see what we got. Right now they're not in a position to do that. So there's no pressure, right? And if you if right. you don't have any pressure, then 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 maybe I don't know. That, that's not a good thing.
9: No, because if you don't, basically you're sabotaging your own efforts, sabotaging your own job, your own program by doing that, by not turning every stone over you possibly can, and don't worry about feeling. You know, it's a business, guys. It's a business. Make no mistake. But uh, good talk. Yep. I appreciate it, guys.
0: Yeah, appreciate it, Brian. All right, we got one final segment coming up next. Final time for you to hop in. On the phone lines, 405-329-9000. The Home Creation Sooner Game Day Wrap-Up Show. Rolls on next. Final segment of the Home Creation Sooner Game Day Wrap-Up. From the Buffalo Wild Wings, appreciate they uh, having us out today. I-40 and Rockwell, Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson. Watch the game here. Did a little post-game coverage, so appreciate Buffalo Wild Wings for having us out today. Let's get uh, one last caller before we wrap this thing up. Kevin, you are on the postgame show. What's going on, Kevin?
5: Hey, Trav. Hey, uh, hey, Tyler. I'm just, man, just, uh, you know, stressed out about this loss today. It was pretty horrible, but here's one thing I've noticed on, on defense this year. I mean, you can kind of say offense is not really so much. It's better with, with uh, Brayton and – and a few of the other guys, but one thing we in Eric Gray, but defense, you know what I've noticed about the defense is like, it just doesn't seem like we don't have any leaders out there on defense. After losing the guys that we lost last year to the draft, just we've been struggling and we just don't have a, a leader on this defense that's just going to get up in their teammates' face and tell them you're, you're lining up wrong, you're doing bad, and just drive them out. And
9: that's the only thing that
5: I was worried about the defense is like no leaders on this defense this year.
0: Sure, feels that way, man. Um, because no one is really stepping up, and you know, and, and no one can really. Has anyone played to the level of being a leader? You well, know what that, I mean. Like you have to it back of, it up on the field. Yeah, a that's what. Bit too. That's
1: what I think. Part of the issue is, uh, and I, it's a really good point on the call. But I think part of the issue is when you think about kind of the better leaders, uh, defensive leaders in OU history. I mean, you're short. You know, you're off the top of your head like. You know, Boz was an emotional leader. Okay, well, he's also maybe the best linebacker in the country. Like Roy Williams was a heck of a leader. Okay, well, he was the best safety in the country. You know, like even even if you want to go recent, like Kenneth Murray was a good vocal leader. Well, he was a first round pick. Like you know, when you when you look at when you look at leaders specifically defensive ones, they got to be the ones that that. That bring others up to their level. You know what I mean. And that's true of pretty much leadership in general, whether that's in business, whether that's in sports, whether that's in you know anything. You 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 try and pull people up to where you are. You don't stay on you know in the ground level and try and push people up around you to above. I mean this. It's not it's not Rudy, right? Like well, this isn't Hollywood. That's not how things work. It's not you know the. The undersized, you know, guy that, that can't make a play, um, you know, is the one really leading everybody out there. So, um, I, I think, I think with with experience, with maybe another year in the system, with hopefully the embarrassment, kind of the public embarrassment uh, that's come with uh, these defensive players, when you look at like a Danny Stutzman, even a Billy Bowman, who I think, I mean, I personally think he's probably our best defensive player. Um, you know, you hope those guys kind of fit that mold, but I mean there's not really been a ton of leaders on defense the last four or five years, at least the ones that we're used to having because the defense just hasn't been very
0: good. Sure, yep. Kevin, anything else?
4: Not I Thank you guys.
0: Alright. Yeah, hey, appreciate the phone call. There you go. Uh, quick scoreboard rundown before we get out of here. Iowa State's even with three turnovers and a missed field goal, they're still up 14-10 over Oklahoma State. That game is midway through the third quarter. Iowa State's actually got the ball on the OSU 41-yard line. Michigan over Nebraska, 17-3 early in the third quarter. Ole Miss up over on uh, over Bama, 17-14 Ole Miss early in the third quarter. Clemson is up on Louisville, 17-7 early in the third quarter. 22nd-ranked UCF over Tulane. 17th-ranked Tulane, 24-14 at the half. And uh, Iowa over Wisconsin, 14-10 to at halftime. Again, thank you to Buffalo Wild Wings on I-40 and Rockwell for having us out today. They got the UFC fight night. So if you're a big UFC fan looking for a spot to uh, watch the fights tonight.
1: Or if you just want to see some physicality because you, yes. you missed some during the you football game.
0: That's right. That's right. Uh, good luck to you tonight. Um, Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Head yeah, yeah, back, back, back to Tulsa. Head
1: back to Tulsa. Trey's eight-year anniversary, so.
0: We're watching this Iowa State-Oklahoma State game and this TCU-Texas game at 630. Texas got some momentum. God, do not let Texas Go win frogs. tonight, man. Go, Go Frogs. Go Frogs. Do not let UT win tonight. All right, that'll do it for us. For Travis Davidson and Connor Pasby, I'm Tyler McComas. We will talk to you on Monday, I assure you. We will talk to you on Monday about everything going on with the OU football program. Have a great night. We'll talk to you then. You've been listening to The Ref. We're the home shooter fans.